I, uh, <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, oh. I've in with Rob and I'm like, why don't I actually just start the podcast? Let's just start it. Because it's going to be a chat anyway. Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, Rob Grabowski oh, thank is you sitting so much. across from me. What a beautiful man. Johnny Nelson, a goddamn delight to see you. <laughs> what a delight. Come on, dance, wake up the appetite. Dance in the middle of the night. Come on, dance, wake up the appetite. Dance in the middle of the night. Yeah. Uh, this guy and I go way back in the improv world here we in do. Chicago. This is true. Um, have ha- done a ton of shows together at multiple theaters. This is very true. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen you in a while, so this is really a yeah. delight when to catch the, up. When did I see you last? Uh, uh, I think a little backyard, was there, yeah, distant shindig. A little, a little boy hang? Yeah, a few, yeah. A few months ago. Good so point. Rob Grabowski <laughs> was on... <laughs> I'm like trying to give you a proper I'm sorry, do it, do it. No, I'm, I'm ruining it. I'm just talking. I'm just talking. <laughs> Rob Grabowski was uh, on uh, multiple Herald teams with me over at IO Theater. Mm-hmm. So he's performed at IO for years. Oh. He was part of the Herald Commission over there. <laughs> Which means we got to talk about it. We can talk about it. We can ex- talk about he's it. He's super excited to talk about it. Absolutely talk about it. Um, and uh, we performed together at Comedy Sports here in Chicago. Mm hmm. And you've performed for Second City on cruise ships mm-hmm. and in what they call theatricals. A theatrical. <laughs> which uh, yours was a Hallmark Christmas It was. Theatrical. It was called Deck the Hallmark. <laughs> I'm very upset it wasn't in it just because it was based on Christmas. You, Johnny, you should have been alone. in it. Yeah. I don't know why. I should have pushed for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> anything, anything Christmas related, I'm in. There are two cast members I mean, like I could have gotten rid of them <laughs> yeah. and we could have brought Johnny in. <laughs> um, also, uh, you do a fair amount of theater. I try to. Yeah, I try to. Um, I've worked with, I hate my credits, but I've worked with like Victory Gardens and the New Colony Theater and so many others that are now gone. I occasionally (laughs) will update my resume and I'm like, well, this theater doesn't exist anymore. This theater, because like they're storefronts. Sometimes, like any, like like a Herald team, a (laughs) a storefront theater will be created and it'll have a good run. And sometimes that run will go longer than you thought. And sometimes it's like three years max. <laughs> also, as this, this introduction keeps going on and on, please, please. also the host of multiple Just two. podcasts. Yeah. yeah, but have had multiple, I, right? Uh, uh, You've gotten around in the podcast world. <laughs> so I had the remake with yes. our with our friend Josiah Jenkins. Yeah. And then... Which the remake was a th- podcast where uh, a guest came in. They talked about one of their favorite movies or a movie they hated yeah, or yeah, yeah. any movie that they wanted to potentially remake we and they would, would pitch a remake it was super duper fun I yeah it was that, a blast i did that we did that for like 120 episodes and then currently i'm on i'm a co-host of popping bottles we have to get you on johnny what a delight. with uh josh segovia it's a comedic podcast about your favorite beverage mm-hmm. and then uh, also we're talking shop with james dugan where we sit down with a member of the chicago community and talk about life the universe and everything in between yeah so yeah uh it's also called improv nerd <laughs> <laughs> i i like to think we're a little better <laughs> oh smack talk oh! You need to have Jimmy on your uh, podcast. I don't Jimmy know Crane. Jimmy. I've met him once. I've never taken any of his classes. Reach I'm, out to I, him. You should have a little head-to-head competition. Why not? I'll take Jimmy him down. His. <laughs> Knock the glasses off. I got an advantage already. This is already uh, going to get me into one thing that I really love and appreciate about Rob. Oh. Is uh, in the improv community, <laughs> there's a lot of like 
yes and maybe you've heard of this <laughs> and there's a lot of like yeah that was awesome yeah that was great and rob <laughs> is a, can be at times a very lovely voice of like that was hot shit <laughs> or that was garbage <laughs> and i feel like there's uh there's always a happy balance of being yeah. you know too negative or too positive but sometimes I find you're a, a lovely oh. other side of the coin. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take this as a compliment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think there's nothing wrong, especially when you're starting out, to be like, every show has to be good. Or, like, not every show has to be good, but, like, you want to try to find the good out of every show and really push it positive. And I feel like that was, a, for a long time, still, I don't, I, I still want to say even before COVID shut everything down, that was still a very moving moving forward force. Mm-hmm. I think that's important, but I think it's also more beneficial if you can call out, it's like, hey, that was bad. <laughs> what can we learn from it? Yeah. Great. Let us never speak of it. Like, I, I don't want to ever, <laughs> let us let's never, never speak, speak of it Because you don't want to like, you don't want to get too bogged down by right. a bad show. Like that took me a while to learn of like, great. If you had a bad show, bad performance, bad anything, grumble about it for about, maybe a half hour, then you're done. Because otherwise it's just going to sit yeah. with you for far too long. You can't have that. It's not good for you. You can't. No. But it is also like, it's um, it's nice when there's a voice in the room sometimes to be like, wait a second. <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> not everything's like wonderful all the time. Yeah. And, but you know, it's, it's a balanced thing. And I think even, even in the improv community at large, like... We're having a reckoning of like, oh, like there's things we needed to speak up about in our community. Absolutely. And um like it's we need that voice to, that doesn't go with the with the flow. Yeah. You need someone I, I don't want to say I do it constantly, but I, like other people do it as well. But on, on the flip side, Johnny, it's always good to have your absolute huge positivity. I think it's great. It's, I honestly it's so fake. And you Rob, need it's a, so but, <laughs> Fake or not, people buy it. People are buying. They sip it up like sweet tea. But um, what am I trying to say here? You need you need both sides. You need both. Yeah, and, and ideally we should all be able to do both. Yes, but it some does of take, us have a proclivity toward one or the other. For sure, and sometimes it just takes time to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, I, <laughs> I will say this. I, I, so when Rob and I first met, we were on. <laughs> <laughs> really shitty improv team. Ugh. Should we not say names? Let's not say names. Uh, yeah, let's not say names. But um, there was, I feel like there was a, a like a year where I saw you four or five times a week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah. was great. And uh, I, I, <laughs> I remember that version of you at Rob at that point in your life being a little rough. <laughs> sure, that's fair. <laughs> and uh, I saw you pull out of that eventually. Oh, good. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, Rob seems happier now. <laughs> But I would say that maybe this is true for anybody in the arts. Yeah. Is like you hit these like highs and lows and probably like the longer you're in it, the more you kind of can be even keel about it all. Absolutely, yeah. But man, like it feels like when things are bad, they're bad it's, or when you're not getting the thing you want, it's, it's awful, so, soul crushing. It's so hard. There there was an interview I was listening to with um do you know the actor Ken Marino? I don't know most people. He was on <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. He was on. Uh, he was on the the sketch show The State. If you remember them from MTV, he's he's one of those character actors you would probably recognize him. <laughs> okay. Listeners probably know him as well. 
But he was he had some interviewer he was saying he's like I become very even keel with things because like when he was younger he would go out for audition if he didn't get it he'd be sad for days oh yeah, yeah and yeah. now when he you know, if he got it, he'd be happy but that was the only thing that made him happy he's now like regardless of whatever if like my agent he's like if my agent calls or like Ken I'm sorry you didn't get it you go okay cool and he's like Ken uh, congratulations you got that sitcom he's like okay cool yeah and I <laughs> when I heard that I was like that's what I need to do and I feel like it's hindered me a little bit in the sense of like. Um, <laughs> of like even if it's super good news i just i'm like okay cool and yeah. i think i seem like i don't care i do but like it's just that even keelness yeah there's now. a there has to be a because i also i didn't like super grumpy rob i don't think it's <laughs> I, I did not like him <laughs> but there's um you know there's definitely an easy place to um for a lot of us to fall into an angstiness yes about this work oh for sure um and i think probably true for any avenue of like the arts where the you know the footsteps forward are very uncertain or clear yes and uh it never it never feels good to go there to uh live in your head in that world to like invite those conversations with other people yeah. you never walk away feeling better no. for it it's jealousy is a evil thing, man. Jealous, whether it's in the frame of like jealousy or yeah. whether it's just like, oh, poor me, I didn't get this thing I want. Absolutely. Or, or this angst of like, I want something more. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's never, it's never helpful or useful. No. And I feel like it's something that a lot of people don't learn till like, until uh, they get a little older. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It's really funny. I, uh, <laughs> I literally stopped myself yesterday. I was like, I posted on, uh, facebook just like hey like what are people in chicago's like opinions about like what they want to do like long term like staying in chicago blah 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 because of the theater scene and i was like wait 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 this is actually a question is a version of me trying to entertain that angst oh, of like sure. nothing certain yep yeah nothing's certain because there's yep. a pandemic but then nothing was certain before oh yeah yeah and we kind of all know the answer that guess what nothing is still certain and i was like <laughs> It was up for twenty minutes, and then I deleted. It. I was like, "Don't, don't be that Johnny. Don't be that guy." <laughs> have you, have you been thinking about moving? Yes. Sure. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like there's this feeling for a lot of us in Chicago where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I gotta get out. Um, I. I, I do, and I sometimes I feel like it's outside forces telling me to do this, yeah. and then it's my defiantness of like, no, I'll figure out when I want to go. But I also don't, I don't know. I I don't know where I would go. Yeah. I think that's the big thing that's like, if I make a move, I don't know where to go. I, I'm not, I don't have enough money for either of the coasts. And right now, there's no point to move out to the coast. There's probably no point to move to any major city for, uh, for a bit. Yeah. And like, I... Uh, Johnny, I'm going to give you a secret. I'm not rich, <laughs> so I can't. I can't. Like I, I would have to start kind of anew again. Yep. I'm older than I. I'm older than <laughs> I older was. Than you were. I'm older than what I was, and I, which oh, is so true for everybody. So true for everybody. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't want to live in like a shitty apartment with like four dudes again. Yeah. I just want to do that. So it's like there are all these like things. I'm, I'm like fear a little bit too of like mm, yeah. I don't want to move again. Yeah. But also, like, I don't know. Yeah. Because like during, when, when COVID hit, when I didn't have a job, I was like, do I just, do I go back to Michigan? I have no, I don't know. I don't like. I have nightmares that I moved back to Michigan. Sure. It's it's a weird thing. Um, but I, I was going to say this too, Please, that yeah. my, um, you know, 
I've been here for about 10 or so years, and uh, I've had a nice um, reckoning, personal reckoning with like, oh, what was driving me? Yeah. And like um, having a better, healthier balance. And I, I would say this, like probably most people who come to comedies because they love comedy yes. and it's fun and yeah. it's silly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for a lot of us too, there's also this dynamic of like, Getting famous. Yes. There's, Ooh, baby. there's another step that maybe we can reach. I need it. I need it. I need it. Um, and I, I will say that, oddly, I came to better terms, and um, I think, or got a little healthier perspective on that mm. when I came out of the closet. Oh. Wait, what? 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 <laughs> that was my husband you just met. Oh, I thought Surprise! My God, this podcast is all based They're around ev- people coming these gays on. Are everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I bring on a guest and I surprise <laughs> them that I'm gay because they weren't picking up on it before. I had no idea. I just thought those were fun kisses. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'll say this: that like I I do think yeah. that somewhere in my head there was um, a little bit of like a safety net of like. Um, I can, like, get the approval I need by, like, if if I'm, you know, if I'm famous or, like, I Mm -hmm. I succeed at the thing I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, if people, you know, learn that I'm gay, like, they will, you know, it'll take care of any bias they have against me. Sure. Right? Because, oh, but, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Which is a weird, gross mental place to go. Yeah. Um, But I, I will say that, like, you know, after coming out, which I you know came out late, yeah, twenty like twenty nine, yeah. I came out uh, to like everybody, yeah, um, and I'm thirty six. You look great. Thank you so oh, much. Of Am I thirty six? No, I'm thirty five. <laughs> I know I'm thirty six. I'm thirty six. <laughs> what year? What year were you born? Time doesn't make sense. It I'm thirty six. Make... Okay. Uh, eighty five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're thir- okay. Yeah. 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 I, Dude, okay. I've asked what day of the week it was so many times this week. I had to fill a form out earlier today, and it was like, what's your age? And I wrote, 37. That's right, right? <laughs> really? Like, I had to think. I don't know. The, the job has been helping me keep track of, like, what is Monday through Friday again. <laughs> Good for you. But, like, there was a period. Like, April was just a blur to me. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the way it is for a April lot of people. April was just like, I, I thought I did something, <laughs> but I'd just been on this couch for four weeks. <laughs> Hmm. Huh. <laughs> I feel like I accomplished something. So I'm well. I'm glad to go back to to go back to. I'm glad you. I'm glad coming out helped like get over get over that. Well, it helped me adjust yeah, my perspective. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, oh, that that little that gross thing that's kind of unrelated to the love of the work. Yes, that's more about like validation and ego. Yes. Um, got a little like refocused and like I got better acclimated to to those like feelings. Yeah. Which I think, you know, all of us who do something in the arts are like we want to su- succeed and be successful. Absolutely, but I but I've noticed if I make a healthy you off, and unhealthy version of that. Right? Yes, but also off. I feel here and I've talked about this with other people. I f- I feel in Chicago we can't talk about it. We can't I feel like none of us can say we want to be on a Saturday night live. We <gasps> want to be in TV. I just feel like there's so some reason like and if you do talk about it you're an asshole. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I'm like, no, I like forever. I've always been like, I just, I want to work. I want to get paid yeah. for what I do, be it on a stage, mm-hmm. be it in commercials, be it in whatever. If, if I'm in movies and people like it and I'm in more movies, amazing. But if I'm not, but I'm still getting paid somehow. Awesome. But like, I, as you get older, yeah, you have to like figure out these weird, because more roadblocks are being thrown up, be they good robots, good robots or bad robots, you got to deal with these robots or else they're going to take over the world. <laughs> Which is just a metaphor <laughs> for your own ego getting in the way as a robot. That's the worst. Yeah, there's definitely like, it's. I think it's okay to aim for things, but there's yeah. definitely, man, there's so, there's, I think we all have the challenge of when we come to this work of like focusing on the joy of it and mm-hmm. focusing on becoming better mm-hmm. and, um, not uh, treating things as a means to an end and people yes. and relationships and theaters as a means to yeah, an yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't trust institutions. Work with institutions, but do your own thing still. Mm-hmm. You can't put all your eggs in one basket. Which is such a... He- it's, I mean, it it's inherent to this line of work that it's a head game of how you feel about yourself and where you fit mm-hmm. because it's very, it is very vague, right? Yeah. Oh, it's the worst. It's 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 probably less vague of where you stand in a lot of other careers, you know. <laughs> when I first started, I would go in on more auditions. I would tell my dad occasionally about it, and he'd be like, weeks later, he'd be like, "Hey, did you ever hear back from that car commercial?" And I'd be like, "Oh no." He goes, "Well, why not?" And I go, "Because it's not their job." He's like, "Well, don't you get any feedback?" You go, "No." He's like, "Well, that's that's insane. They should give you feedback." I go, "Probably, but they don't because that's the way the business is. They don't care. They're not looking. They don't. They're looking if you can do the job and if you'll be good at it. Uh-huh. And beyond, and what they're looking for, even more minute, is insane. You don't know what they want. You have no idea what you want. They you might just, not even know. They don't know. They don't know. Which I always say about you know audiences, they don't know. What they oh want. yeah, they don't know what they want." Um, so I, I already have to address when I, when I saw pop, when I saw pop, I called you pop, when I saw Rob get loud for a second, he very instinctually moved away from the microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, this guy's hosted a few podcasts. I've been on a, I've worked a mic or two. And I, I wanted to talk to you. Please. A, a little bit about like, um, what, you know. What you've learned over the years, because you, you've logged over a hun- couple hundred episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what sort of things like you find correlations from and you pull from, whether it's improv or sketch or theater? Oh, sure, sure. And what sort of things are like, whoa, I had to learn this all new. Oh, okay. Because I, I would say like, like anything, it's like if you go to stand-up, Right, and you're an improviser. There's some things you can pull, but not everything. Absolutely, <laughs> and you and you do have to kind of learn in some ways. Please cut out to re. <laughs> no, I'm gonna okay. keep keep it amp it up. Great, perfect. <laughs> um, the more burps, the better. Um, you do have to kind of learn to rebuild the wheel. Yeah. with maybe some of the spokes you had. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. You ride I'm bikes. Try, I'm trying to make an analogy. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, what are some things like you feel like that you've oh. learned as you've hosted podcasting that you've like pulled from other things and what are some things that haven't been the same for you? so i this is a good question i've never i haven't like okay i think one of the first things that came to my mind is just with improv and acting stuff i feel like i can i feel like any of us can talk to anybody so like there have been like a few guests that maybe i don't know super well 
even I was doing like Josiah would bring a guest and maybe I don't know well or do Josiah was his co-host uh, my, the remake my, of my first my yep was the co-host of my first podcast right uh, of just being able to make them feel comfortable so they can get to this place because you don't want it to be I never want it to be an interview on any of the shows I do I want it to be like a fun conversation. And so doing that, it is like a scene a little bit where like mm-hmm. you want to kind of bolt, you want to try to figure out what they're feeling, their energy back and forth. And then when you feel like they're getting comfortable, you hit record. You ah. don't tell them you hit record. <laughs> That's the key. Don't tell them when you turn everything on, just go into it. And if they call it out, be like, yeah, we've been recording for like 20 minutes. Just keep going. It's fine. Something I've, I didn't know how to edit. I'll tell you that. I didn't know how to edit audio. I didn't know how to put any of this together. I had to kind of learn that on the fly. Which is something we, like I was talking to Erin about this yeah. when she was on, that here in Chicago, we have to do everything, right? Yes. We have to, <laughs> we have to be the host. We have to edit. We have to like we have to be the camera guy, the lighting everything. guy. Everything. Because we can't afford any other version of it. <laughs> nope. We have to do. <laughs> we have to do everything. Yep. So again, I go back to remake because it was my first one. So when I was hosting with Josiah, Josiah did a lot of the tech stuff. And then I would do like the, a lot of the booking and like social media posts and all that stuff. Then when Josiah moved, I took over everything. So there definitely was a good month of me figuring out how to do all this stuff. And then when I learned a little more, I got like better microphones. I, I, now I feel like I can, with something that took me four hours, I can now get done in probably 90 minutes. What an improved workflow. It's beyond (laughs) huge, (laughs) but beyond like I'm trying to, have have you learned some other things like as a host? Oh, that you're like, Oh, whether it's like, you edit your podcast so you hear yourself and you listen mm. to yourself and you're like, ooh, I'm going to steer clear of doing this sort of thing. Yes. I've already noticed how many times I don't listen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I'm a pretty yeah. good listener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. in general. Yeah. And, and I would say maybe I score higher than some. Oh, sure. But like, I'll edit something. I'll be, I didn't hear that person say something because <laughs> I was thinking about my next question. <laughs> yeah, you got to be in the moment, man. <laughs> you got to be in the moment. <laughs> I, I notice I... I have a, I clear my throat a lot, and so I try really hard to fight that back. I I know I can ramble on too long, and it's also like you know you have to know where to place your hands. I know it's like weird little stuff. I haven't thought I really haven't thought of these, so that's why I feel like I'm on like I, I'm. Maybe I'll get back to you with when I like thought of like I don't know I don't know. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I mean, but it does. Any any anyone. <laughs> Anyone can start a podcast, much like anyone can do improv. Is it going to be good? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Probably, probably not. Hell, I do woman. I don't think my podcasts are good. That's a lie. I think they're very good. They're Please good. Please listen check to them. them. They're yeah. good. I'll tell you, they're good. I've listened to them. <laughs> but you have to try it, and you have yeah. to like you have to learn because like, that's how you learn. That's sure. how you learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you're gonna find weird ticks that you do, and you're like, God, oh, do I do that often? Oh, you know what does bother me when I have to because I'll re-listen to the audio to edit stuff. Yeah, I I hate my laugh. <laughs> this little you have a great the laugh. little, but yeah, but I do it too. I I don't know. I think I do it too much. Okay, so here's, this weird Seth Rogen like. <laughs> <laughs> here's an interesting perspective, and I've never known where I've fallen on this. Um, I took a like a, a workshop, like a private like workshop with um, an acting teacher uh, in Chicago called Kurt Nabig. Do you know Kurt? No. Um, great dude. And like, 
very insightful. Sure. But he was like helping me work on like an audition or something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was gonna film it so I could like look at it and work on it later. Yeah. And he said he was like, I tell people not to film and watch themselves because. As you watch yourself over and over, you'll start stripping away yes. the nuance yes, of your yes. personality and your character that other people actually like and yeah. are okay with. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you, you're like, I don't like my laugh. Yeah. Or like, I don't like... And so you start like honing out your personality yes. and your charisma. Yes, yes, yes. Because you're your own hardest critic. Any self-tape I've done, I try my, I try my hardest one take. Because if I watch it too much, I 100% agree with this guy. Because it's true. I, I Especially early on, I would catch myself like I would do it and then rewatch it and be like, no, I did this. I did this little thing that no one else would notice, but I noticed. And then by like the 20th take, it's just nonsense. I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Real. So it's one. So like now I will do my, I, I soldier through it unless like, unless like I mess up a line or there's a big flub, but I do my best to do one, two takes tops. And you're talking about auditioning for like I'm commercials. Talking, and, I'm talking about self tapes, like auditions right. for commercials or movies or TV shows, anything like. Where anything you're like now, that. like we didn't used to get to be in control of that process. Yes. Yeah. No. Right. No. But now, since we're all self taping from home. But even before COVID, self taping was a huge thing. I feel like I would go. I would self tape. I feel like it was equal. I would self tape and go into audition mm-hmm. uh, equally. Okay. But also for going to audition, you can only run that monologue or those lines so many times. And so it is that like, it's that, it's that fine line of like, you want to be prepared, but you don't want to be overprepared because you're going to overdo what makes you unique and makes you put your own spin on that thing that maybe possibly a casting agent would be like, oh, that guy, let's bring them back in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm completely split on this because like, <clears throat> I think I followed that, um, I followed that perspective once I got that from him. Like, yeah, cool, yeah. I'm going to be pretty like hard on myself about like not watching myself. And um, I don't know if I, I, I think there's utility in not watching yourself <laughs> and being like, you know, overanalyzing yourself. But yes. I also do think there's a little utility in like seeing yourself sure. occasionally. And Johnny, here's the thing. I agree with you there too. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> There's I no, really do. Any yeah. any hard stance is usually a wrong stance, you right? Need, yeah. No, you need to know what you do because yes. maybe you aren't. Maybe you aren't doing something wrong. In quotes, you know. Yeah. It's like uh, it, that's why we, directors are needed for certain things because they have to. You need an outside perspective to take a look in to be like, oh, you know, when you two are doing the scene, yep. you're blocking each other. Anything. It's just that. And maybe it's um, the version of it that's the best version is like. You record yourself and you watch yourself, but somebody else is giving you notes. Yes. Um, which a lot of like uh, acting schools who do on camera work will do that. And that's real valuable because all of a sudden yes. you're like, oh, I see what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do <clears throat> do Sorry. this awful thing. I don't thing. have COVID. I, uh, <laughs> we don't know, actually. I'm just sure. I, I get tested tomorrow. Uh, uh, but I, yeah, I've, lately I have a couple of friends I go back and forth with where they'll be like, hey, watch this. Let me know what you think. And then I'll send them stuff as well. Just to be like, yeah, take three is better. Because yeah, yeah, sometimes you just you, you need that's good. You just need another outside eye. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to talk to you about this other aspect Uh-oh. of podcasting that I've been realizing happens too. Is I'll be talking to someone, and for everyone who doesn't know, I'm my seventh <laughs> guest in, so I'm I'm learning. You're learning. I'm You're learning. doing great. I've been enjoying the show. Oh, thank you. Um, uh, 
I'll turn it off and then hang out with that person for another hour. And we immediately start talking about things that we want to talk about. So I'm turning it off right now, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) Be at ease. I'm at ease. Uh, I'm at ease. What do you want to talk about, man? Oh, shit. You want to talk? What do you want to talk about? But do you feel that happen? Yes. Oh, constantly. There is a period where, um, for, for talking shop, the one yeah. I the one I do with James Dugan, I I don't turn off the mic right away, even after. Yeah. So we have like an ending question. We James and I don't prepare for the show. Like the most will be like, oh, we have this guest coming on. We'll probably talk about these three things, but we're not going to open with it. We're just going to kind of maybe we'll steer the conversation Keep one way or another. In your pocket, yeah. But like, if it doesn't come up, it doesn't come up, mm-hmm. and that's okay. But. We have a final question, much like Jeopardy. Yeah. And then after that final question, if they still want to talk, we just let it go. And can we step back to and say, please, just please. in case we missed it, yeah. um, talking shop is usually improvisers and sketch comedians and people in the comedy world. Correct. It's very, it's very Chicago-centric. Mm-hmm. But we've had, when COVID hit, we were able to branch out to some ex-Chicago patriots yep. um, who live in New York or LA and talk to them about their not only their time in Chicago, but how they were, how they adjusted to moving to a new city. But uh, yeah, it's been fun. And also, like, people like it a lot. I, I think so. Like, I, I've had I, students I, in good. my class, oh, classes be like, good, oh, good, like good. I listen to this podcast called Talking Shop. I'm like, I know that guy. <laughs> I'm like, that's great. That makes me, that makes me, I, I, I'm glad to hear that. That makes me happy. If I, if I was just, you know, moving to Chicago ten years ago, and there was a resource like that, I would have listened. Do you, well, to do the you remember? Fuck out of, do you remember Poor Choices? I never, never. Poor Choices to it. was it a podcast? Yeah, it was a podcast. Yeah. Uh, Poor Choices by um, mm, his name slipped in my mind, so I'm not gonna say it. Poor Choices. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Choices was a podcast that was out like right when I was like, I think it's like I was getting into like IO and really kind of diving in where they would uh, the the host would interview. Uh, people of the community. Yeah. And it was super, be it like people who just started like around, like with a John Sabine or Jameson Webb, who maybe only had a few years under their belt before me, to current people on like the main stage at the time. Mm. And it was very interesting and such useful to be like, oh, this is how it just happened for you. It's, and everyone's story is different. Yes. And that's why Dugan and I decided to kind of do this again because like I, it is useful. It's such a valuable just resource. To, yeah, to pull the curtain back a little it bit. It takes, you know, it takes being in um, the comedy world like a good, you know, three years here in Chicago yeah. to wrap your head around what yeah. it means to be here as a performer. Absolutely. What it means to like, it's just it's very it's very large and confusing when you first come here. Absolutely. Oh, for and sure. Any sort of extra resource that kind of like paints a picture for yeah. you or like lets you into someone else's personal story and experience on it is yeah incredibly valuable for Absolutely. people who are just starting out. And like every everyone's path everyone's path is different. Is the exact same. I'm oh, sorry, is the exact same yes. path. If you get do, on a Herald team. If you do A, B, and C, you're gonna get D. <laughs> Go to the Annoyance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we are now going to reveal to you how to get on main stage and then segue that into SNL. Here, we, didn't, we didn't personally want to do, do those things. No, no, no. I heard the path and I went hard past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I the secret is The as secret's follows. out there. Here it is. And then just put in some like static and be like, and that's how you do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so 
I also <laughs> want to talk to taste like watered down jelly beans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're drinking um Is this what you, you have a sparkling sponsor? water? Nope, but we'll give them a free shout out. <laughs> We're speak, <laughs> drinking jelly belly water. It's uh, not bad. I'm drinking buttered popcorn. I'm drinking I'm not drinking buttered popcorn, it's pina colada. <laughs> I'm drinking very cherry. Yeah. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Oh with no, this no, no. Bit. Um I, I do want to talk to you a little bit about yeah. um one part of your improv journey that uh i always <laughs> you always get such a different takes on it and it always sounds so wild to everybody yeah. but you went on a cruise ship <laughs> I, and performed comedy mm-hmm. for people on a cruise ship mm-hmm. which is gotta be a different world it is in a different headspace it is wild all right so and how long did you do it I only, so I only I only did one cruise ship, one cruise ship gig. Uh, that was about five about five months. That's right. Um, and then while on my cruise ship gig, the <laughs> Second City lost the contract with Norwegian. Oh, so it was ending because I would have I would have done one more. Ooh, okay, you I had to stand enough for one more. I had to stand up for one more because look, the money is great, <laughs> <laughs> and it's all so. Do about what the do you money. do? What do you have? Particular, just want well, me to tell you my journey I, to the no, cruise no, no, no. Okay. I, I want to hear about because <laughs> people c- come away from that thing yeah. either broken <laughs> or a better person or a better performer, and I feel like it's such an intense experience for everybody. Yes. And I and it sounds to me that the when people are on a cruise ship, they're psychos. Um, and it's not nuts. not the performance necessarily, no, no, yeah, 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 yeah. but the clientele oh, and the people I, watching the shows. And it, it's such a weird hodgepodge oh, of the U.S. and the world. So when I was on, it was also at a, a very unique time. Uh, a month before I went on, uh, Donald Trump became president. And so <gasps> great timing. It was perfect timing. <laughs> So I was on, it was from... And by the way, we both lean very conservative here, so oh, nothing but admiration for that man. He, give him eight more years. <laughs> to, as does most of the yeah, comedy world. Very conservative. Very conservative. I don't want uh, looting. No. That's all, please cut that. Um, <laughs> I can't. So, you know what? I stand by what I say. <laughs> we are a conservative talk show. So my contract was from December, like mid-December through the end of April. So like I also experienced like two of the biggest ho- no uh, yeah, two of the biggest holidays we have, Christmas and New Year's on a cruise ship. Christmas being my favorite. It's your favorite. Uh Christmas is very weird on a cruise ship. Uh so let's see where can where where can I begin? I it was it hard and strange? Absolutely. Would I have done one more? I would have. Well, cuz here's the thing too is like I, in I w- some ways we're like you're on vacation. Absolutely. In some ways, people are like, "No, we're not." Yeah. But yes, we are. So my 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 contract, I so was I had ten day cruises the whole time, and the beginning of the cruise for three days, I didn't have to do anything, and that's fun for me for the first two cruises. <laughs> <laughs> I even I, I I like to I I like my downtime, but I like doing things. And so, like that, just like you, it just kind of it drove it can drive you mad because you can sit there and just watch the ocean go by, and maybe it's been five hours, maybe it's been five minutes, you don't know. So it's good for two weeks. It's yeah, that's okay. why cruises only should be two <laughs> yeah. weeks. Yeah, but uh, I say oh, I, I was very lucky. I had a good crew with me. My cast was super fun. We got along. Um, I I liked the performing because I think. 
I think people don't like it if they've only done IO. If all you know is a herald, yes. and then you go on a cruise ship, you're going to be a little lost. I see. Because of my experience doing short form, and at that time I've done short form regularly for about four years, maybe less, but about three, four years, I knew how to handle a not normal, like a, an, an average crowd. Which, which is actually like you learned how to handle a more normal audience. Yes. More indicative of what a general audience would yes. be. Whereas um, for those who may not know what like IO is, it's, yeah. um, it's a, it's a training center for improv, but it, it's often a lot of the shows are attended by other improvisers yes. and people who are already have yeah. bought into the. And I'm not trying to shit on people who went through IO and all that stuff, no. but it is a, it's, it's a, great training. It's a, it's absolutely it's fantastic is great, training and it's, it's fun to perform there too. It's a different mindset yeah. where I, I always want, I, if I had known, I would tell if, if you don't like short form, don't do a ship. Cause that's all you're going to yeah. do. You do your sketch show. Uh, and you do two nights, maybe two, three nights of short form improv. And then maybe there's a couple like game shows the ship throws on that you're a part of. All things which are the more marketable version yeah. of improv and comedy than just straight improv. Yes. Short form tends to be there's you, a, it's easier get, to market and if make you're money. Get on paid it. Yep. For improv, it's going to be short form. Or it's going to be improv that leads to generating sketch material. Yes. Right. Correct. So yeah, audiences were it was it was weird. Like we ported out of New York, and yep. so we would get a we just get a mix of everybody. Um, I, I yeah, it, it's it's very strange being on a cruise ship. Yeah, it does. Like I, you definitely see madness one hundred percent kicks in. <laughs> there were nights where I would like in the like you're on a cruise ship traveling in the middle of the uh, Atlantic Ocean, and I'd walk. Uh, so deck deck. Eight, I think, was where it was like the, the big you. open deck where you could walk around the entire ship outside. Okay. You would walk out in the middle of the night and you would see nothing. Yeah. <laughs> the only stars, no <laughs> islands, no other boats. You go, huh? And you walk around the other side and you see nothing but the black ocean. You're like, okay, anything, a monster could come up and take us down because we're in the middle of the ocean. We don't know what's down there. Yeah. But those nights like that were just like, I'm losing my mind. It's also, if I had gone when I was younger, I would have come back an alcoholic. <laughs> Your access to booze is like it's so cheap. Yeah. It's so easy. It's the only and thing probably to do. Nothing else to do. Yes, and like it's it's the second city contract with Norwegian. We were very. It was very nice. Like we didn't have to do a lot of stuff. The other performers had to do. We had more freedom. Um, but yeah, we just like there was not a lot to do. That's why some a lot of people would go and like work out and come back ripped. Yeah, like super because in shape. they work out eight times a day. <laughs> there's always some sort of transformation. Yeah, always- <laughs> when someone came back from a cruise ship, there was always like this like weird adjustment phase yeah. of like I feel like I might have missed out on things here. Yeah, I uh, I came back ripped. Uh, I came. <laughs> I would I, I would say this. I, I would say this. Um, one of the things that I I think is so cool about that opportunity. Yeah. Is this sounds you know silly, but the reps. Mm-hmm. I watched a lot of people come back from that and be better improvisers yeah. because, like, you just finally reach this like critical mass of like how much you can perform, mm-hmm. and you will. I mean, it doesn't matter where you started, the more opportunities you get to perform, mm-hmm. the more it's going to feed back into helping you learn and be yeah. better at what you're doing. Absolutely, the ship. It, 
I, w- I don't know if they'll ever come back in any form. But absolutely. Yeah, cruise ships in I, general. Even, oh yeah, I have no right? idea. I have no idea. That whole that whole industry yeah. might have just died. But with it corona. was it was it was a very cool gig. I'm glad I did it. Yep. I wish I could have done at least one more. I think two would have been max. But because it is hard, like my uh, people are like, oh, it's not. I'm like, it's not. It can't be that hard. You're on a cruise ship. It's vacation. It's different. You vacation people who are on vacation on a cruise ship get to leave after a week. I have 15 more weeks of this. Yeah. Which, okay, there's this interesting dynamic because a lot of the people who are in this comedy world, <laughs> yeah. in some ways, we're like, I don't want a normal life or a normal job, yes. and I'm going to value more what my everyday job is like um, in order to have potentially less like financial success and yes. like healthcare yes. and all this stuff. But even still in this world of like, I've chose to go this route rather than have a desk job. Yeah. Yeah. You still find yourself sometimes like, Oh, I'm doing a version of this. I don't love. Yes. And then sometimes you find yourself doing a version of something in the comedy world that you might actually hate or it's time to leave. Yes. And that's, For sure. that's kind of a, a, an interesting, you know, mindset to play with yeah. of like, you came to this because it was fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes certain aspects of what you're doing, whether yeah. it's a certain show or a certain gig, well, it's like... There's a reason that it's show business. Yeah. There's a business side right. to it. So if you want to, if you do want to make this living, if you want to, if you want to make this a living, be it acting or improv or comedy, whatever, yep. you are going to have to do stuff you don't want to do. Yep. But you do it because it's A, like good exposure, B, maybe you can meet people, C, you're going to get a nice paycheck. Yes. And those nice paychecks don't always come around all the time. And when you can get one, take it. And and maybe ultimately at the end of the day, the, the, the version of what you're doing is closer to where you'll find hap- happiness than like at a desk job, right? I, you, you hope so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I find that too is just like um, someone who's like, more or less made their living just yeah. teaching improv. Oh, for sure. It's yeah. like, there's so much of it I love. Yeah. Sometimes there's certain setups, whether they be like workshops for certain schools that don't want to have you <laughs> or yeah, like yeah. you go to a business thing and it's like a little tricky um, that you're like, I would rather not be doing this. Look, I'll... I'll... But then you walk away sometimes and it's like, oh, this was awesome. Like, I just yeah. got to expose people to... The magic of make believe. That's also the craziest thing is like there are some gigs that like I don't want to do this. Why did I sign (laughs) up for this? And then you go and you're like, that was actually yeah 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 that was a lot of fun. But there are like, but that's a gamble too. You don't know. Some of them like I I I play with comedy sports and some of those comedy sports gigs are hard. Some of them are some of them are super fun. Some of them end up being way better than I expected. But some are hard. But I'm not just this is not just a comedy sports. Any yep. and IO when that used to be a thing, Second City, any of those places, some of these corporate gigs are going to be strange and weird. I always found when I perform a comedy but you, sports, but you do them, yeah, you do them. I always found when performing comedy sports that the novelty of doing a gig outside of the building was always just more fun, regard regardless of how the crowd received it. Yes, well, part of the fun is that if you're if you're lucky enough, you're all in a van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get to go to Steak and Shake afterwards. <laughs> 
Or Taco Bell if you're Taco real lucky. Bell. Taco Bell if you're super duper lucky. And like that's the part that's the part of the fun of like yeah. if you get a good crew with you, it's like, oh, this is gonna be a long day, this is gonna be a solid day. Yeah. And typically <laughs> those um gigs where you're traveling, you're being compensated better too. Mm-hmm. So it's like mm-hmm. it always makes everything <laughs> oh, sweeter, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can walk away and yeah. like <laughs> be... I had some friends, so when I first started doing improv in Michigan, um Where'd you do improv in Michigan? It was out of a just a local schmokel theater. Uh, <laughs> local schmokel. Local schmokel. It's just a small theater. Oh yeah, the local schmokel. Um, but I had a hoot doing it. Oh sure. And I loved the people I performed with. Um, but you know, we we would perform sometimes for like events and whatnot. Um, and I, before my time being there, <laughs> they were asked to perform at a friend's wedding. <laughs> It was, they said, the worst setup ever to do improv. They, like, ran out of the wedding (laughs) when they were done. Nobody wanted them there. (laughs) I did this gig once where I had to go teach. uh, (laughs) I was sent by a certain place (laughs) to go teach improv, or to go do an improv workshop for a, like, a woman's 80th birthday party. And we got there, and she's like, okay, well, like, do like they do at that theater and perform. And we're like, oh, no, no, we got hired to teach a workshop, which is two different things, right? Very different. I went there with uh, Cynthia uh, B- Banger. Yeah, last name? Yeah, Banger. No, I don't think she took Ryan's last name. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> with Cynthia. Yeah. Um, and um, it was like, it was a room full of like 80 year olds and like a few younger people. And they wanted us to perform, and we were there to teach. And they were eating meals, oh, yep. and we're like, "Get up in a circle <laughs> and play this game." So people you, just started sitting down. So you didn't you didn't adjust the plan at all? No. Then eventually, we kind of like set it up so like they were performing for each other more. Got it. Okay. But even that was very shortly lived. It was like yeah. we had like two hours to kill, oh. and it needed to be like a fifteen minute thing yeah. for, for for what that group needed. <sighs> So at some point, like I went over and talked to the host and I was like, yeah. Hey, I think I think people are ready to move on. Like, would you like to cut it short? Yeah. And thankfully they were in agreement. Boy. Um, but man, you step into some of those things sometimes. I, I always want to know, like, where did the miscommunication happen? Like, because I it I, may have happened in the client's own head. Absolutely. Oh. They just hear what they want to hear. I you feel know? like 90% of it is on the client. Not to put them in yeah, the Yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, we're, yeah, gonna, we're, we're gonna, gonna come yeah. and teach improv. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, You're gonna do a show. You'll do a show. One of the weirder, one of the weirder ones through a theater I will not name. Uh, it was myself, uh, Luis, and Jason Rane, uh, all good people. We're supposed to go and entertain for like a woman's, I think maybe another 80th birthday party. <laughs> it was the same it was lady. The same lady. Just oh, contacted boy. a different theater. No, so it was. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we show up. It was like at some, some like nice steakhouse out in like the suburbs. And they just wanted like a half hour show. We're like, okay, great. No, you know, very casual, <laughs> nothing crazy. But like we got there and it wasn't, it was not what I thought. It was, it was like a Chris Roos, just kind of normal steakhouse. And their little banquet room was no bigger than this room. Ooh. And the t- this is a small room. This is a small room. People and listening. The, and the table of that room took up most of the space. Yeah. So like we were like, all right, fuck it. Here we go. <laughs> Three of us did uh, the quickest thing we could. We got the son who planned it up a lot to play with games and made fun of him a lot. And so they ate it smart up. Smart move, smart move. But like, it was just, it was just like, it wasn't a bad gig. 
it wasn't a good gig. It was just a weird, just like, this is weird. Have you ever been yelled at by a client? Uh, I've, <laughs> the first thing that came to mind is like, um, performing for a bunch of elderly people and them all yelling the whole time, we can't hear you. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. I'm talking real loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's on you. I've been yelled at this point. Yeah, I've been yelled at at a client because it wasn't the show they were promised. And I was like, yes, it was. We ran over the, co- I, you looked at the contract and I explained everything to you five times. Okay, whatever. Which, Thanks. Which, you know, it, <laughs> again, it's in their head. Like, what were you expecting? I was expecting, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't and know. And that's like, well, I mean, well, that's true to improv in general. It's like, we can't, you can only promise something up to a point. Absolutely. Right, because it's made up. It's made up. Um, I would say what's so funny is like, you know, whether it's, you know, teaching improv or performing comedy improv or stand-up or whatever, the environment has to be curated and set up a way for it to work. Mm-hmm. And that's the side that like a client or like someone hiring you may have zero experience in. For sure. But it will make or break a show. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like oh, God, yeah. if if you've ever tried to perform with a microphone in an open air environment, it will it never goes well. It will never go well, right? If you like, if people are being served like food oh. during your show, yeah, they care more about the food. If people are too drunk during your show, absolutely. If the lighting is too bright and they don't feel the ambiguity of yeah. like, I can, I'm yeah. cloaked in darkness and it's safe to laugh. Oh yeah. If it's too hot, it's there's so many right? there's so many elements that can make it go south. So many things, oh. and it's like when you go out and do a gig or you're getting like hired for a gig, yeah. You only get, you can only make so many suggestions and you're like, yeah. cool, you're going to pay me? I'll be there. Yeah, great. What is it? Okay. That's a nice, that's a nice paycheck. I will do that. Yeah. There's, it's just, there's so much against you. Why do we do this? <laughs> but there's so many, okay, but here's the caveat, right? Is it, yeah. It's not, those aren't all the shows. No, yeah. There right. are so many fun shows. Yeah. But those are the ones you talk about the most. Of like, you, you wouldn't believe what I had to do. And there's been, I think there's a tremendous amount of pressure on us as performers in the improv world to just make it work yes there's a uh, there's a sloppiness mm-hmm. in the improv world of like oh you because know what improv, you'll just improvise and figure it out improv can be performed anywhere you don't right? need a lot it's like no you do need a few things yes yes and um there's a like an excuse of like oh well uh, we'll just go with the flow and make it happen it's like well administratively we can still sort some things out ahead yeah. of time right yeah but it becomes an easy excuse for maybe and I, what is it? Is it just like Chicago people are just like, uh, it's like, no, we'll, we'll make it work. Well, maybe is it that Midwestern thing of like, we'll figure it out. And we, we'll, 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 it'll be, it'll be okay. We're trying to please the client. Yeah. But also like, cause you, you don't want to just say no to the client, but there is a point where you have to be like, look, that's not what we agreed to. We're not doing that. Rob, I've been sent to go teach a group of adults and then I get there and the kids are one years old to nine years old and it's like no and it's like no, well no, no. i like i still did it and i made it work I but it's like i was told i was gonna go teach yep. like adults at like a business sort of thing mm-hmm. right i so this is similar i used to work <laughs> i was at, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is just slowly us bitching <laughs> That's what the people want. They want to uh, hear us bitch. Mm. <laughs> or just that's what we want to do. I, I, 
I still kind of work for a ping pong bar. Yes. And yes. like I would sign up for you sign up for gigs. And you just it's much like a, ho- a hosting gig. You just kind of be like, great, here are the games. I'm going to referee these things, blah, blah, blah. And the early days of it, I signed up for like it was like a Sunday afternoon. It was labeled as like a church group. I was like, all right, screw <laughs> it. I'll go down. And then I showed up. And now again, the, it's a ping pong bar. I show oh, right, up right, right. and there are they're kids. It's a group of like 20 kids and they're all, they're young. I'd say 10 and younger. Yeah. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? I tried. It was a very long two hours, but I tried. But when we're done, I emailed a few people and I was like, Hey, you have to let the people know of his children. You <laughs> yeah. have to let us know it's if it's critical kids. information. That is critical. Cause there are people who don't want to do that. Like me. I don't want to do that. You don't want to work with kids in general? I don't, I, I, no. I'll, I don't want to... <laughs> I, I don't mind kids. Like if it's a play and there's a child actor, I'll work with them. Ah. But I don't want to be the wrangler. Does that uh, make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't want to do don't that. You don't want to go, yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to do that. I can I can manage. Yeah. That's can. like I teach kids classes of and course. adult classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can manage. I think I prefer high school and up. Sure, absolutely. You know? And I'm not... Kids are great. I kids are great. And like they, they but they're a different fun. dynamic in a big group. Hands down, I'll like, I'll come do storytelling stuff. Super fun, but yeah, if I have to lead them, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'd be an awful camp counselor for yeah t- anything younger than a teenager. I don't want any of that. Here's the thing: you would um, you'd hate it, but the kids would love you. <laughs> I'm sure they would. They would they, <laughs> like get the fuck off me. They're like yay, yay! He got on the swear. <laughs> yeah, they would love you. <sighs> Well, what else? Well, what else? What else? This is fun. This is fun. Uh, I'm excited to uh, join you and yeah, Dugan. That'd be fun. Um, and come on your podcast. That'd be a hoot. We'll just recycle everything we talked about exactly. and just try oh. to get Dugan on board. <laughs> He'll be on board. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Johnny, can I... Let's talk about you for a moment. Oh, okay. Because I do miss playing with you because you were always a goddamn delight. Oh well, thank and you. I missed Likewise, during, yeah, thank you. I missed during our June boy day, June boy days, which was a, a team we performed on uh, for, IO for a good three years, four, I, three and a half, four. four I yeah. would say four. We were there damn, for a bit. It's like yeah. a whole high school experience. I know. Four years. We graduated. Freshman, sophomore, freshman, junior, senior. senior. <laughs> but we used to do uh, church ladies constantly at a bake sale, and I missed those scenes. Well, well, well. well, well. Oh, Patrice, good to see you. Good to see you, Vivian. You brought the lemon bars again. <laughs> what I didn't eat on the way here <laughs> oh they're going to sell fine i miss doing that stuff yeah you know it's like io has oh oh boy is that me chicken's done <laughs> <laughs> that's me guys my my phones are ringing uh-oh phones are ringing better go but uh, singing just singing um what was i gonna say we were talking about missing performing together i do that's it i just miss performing with you yeah i do too yeah and uh, I get like you know you, people, you, comedy sports. You got to step away. I understand that because I and I get it. And like my time at IO ended abruptly. But what are you going to do? Right. Um, yeah. 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 Well, you know, I want to open another can of worms. Open it up. Let's talk. It's about a can it. of worms you might not like as much, but let's I, I'm talk just about curious. It. Sure. Let's talk. So if you uh, if, if you perform at a theater like mm-hmm. IO. There is people making decisions about when teams come and go, when performers come and go. Absolutely, yeah. And you uh, volunteered, not paid, volunteered to be a part of what was called the Herald Commission. This is true, yes. Where you um, 
you start making decisions about which teams stay, which teams don't stay, which performers go. Mm-hmm. And I have to imagine that that's a real shitty position to be in. It, it hands down is. Uh, I, I've said this a few times. I think the Herald Commission ruined my time at IO for me. Mm. Hindsight, you wouldn't have done it? Yeah. And like when I agree, yeah, I think so. Because I think I would have had more fun my last few years mm. there. And maybe when I was cut, it wouldn't have stung as much. Maybe, I don't know. If, okay, I see. Yeah. Uh, when I joined, I wasn't, ex- it just kind of came out of the blue. And I was really kind of hemming and hawing about it. And it literally was like, well, why not? See how this goes. Excuse me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> That smelled like Jelly Belly, cherry Ooh, water. Very cherry. He just burped. If uh, <laughs> listeners, I'm, I can't stop burping. I've been burping and peeing the whole time. <laughs> I can't. My body is I just lost all function. Everything from the neck down is just its nonsense. It's horrible. Don't look at the carpet. Uh, yeah, the Herald Commission is tough. When yeah. I so, And it's also when I joined it, it went through a huge transformation as well. Because when I joined... It was a uh, surprise, mostly men. Uh, we met every once in a while. So like maybe once every three months. We would meet at 10 p.m. And the meetings were horrible because we wouldn't meet on a regular basis. So we had to cover a lot of ground. Yeah. Had to like figure out all these teams and coaching and all this stuff. And then someone who was in charge quit. I don't, I don't know if I should name names. Okay. And I, I keep, won't. Keep it ambiguous. Yeah. Someone who was in charge quit. We had a few other people. And then Becca Barish and Molly Jones kind of took over. And it made it in, made into a better, more organized thing. Okay. And I think it was helpful. But by the time it was kind of running a bit more smoothly, I felt I didn't really belong on it anymore. Mm. And that's when I stepped away. And I'm not, like, I'm not throwing shade at anybody. Right. I was just like, oh, this is becoming a, something different. Them when I joined, and I don't think I, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they need me. They yeah. don't need my opinion, my thought. They don't need that. So I'll just step away. It's um. I have to imagine. It's hard. It's, I have to imagine that you're in such a hard position, like because you know these people. You know these people as your friends. Yeah. You're making decisions about who yes. can perform and uh, you know, who you perform with. Yeah. And it's a little bit of a microcosm of you know probably what it's like to own a theater. Oh, it's which, gonna be yeah. I can't. It's got to be awful. It's got to be like uh, you know, theaters. Those... Theaters can definitely, yeah, um, should be held to task and do things better, mm-hmm. and um, like have room for improvement. But w- no matter what you're doing, there's going to be a lot of people who are very upset mm-hmm. just by the nature of being cut and not making a team any, or any position of power anywhere. No matter what you do, people are going to be upset by it. Even if you're trying your hardest to be yes. like, I think this is the right thing to yep. do. We're going to do this. People are going to be mad about, mad at it. And I think what a lot of people, uh, anyone should try to be in a power position. It's hard. Give you a little perspective. Yeah. It's, even it's like, hard. Even um, as an, someone who auditions, like yeah. getting the chance to be an auditor it's, and make decisions. It's like, it's oh helpful. man. Yeah. It's all, yeah, it's all helpful to see like yeah. the other side of the table. It's tough because also like I would I would swing for people. I'd be like this. I, I like this. Per, I like mm-hmm. person X. We should really get go for person X. Yeah. And then the person to my immediate left would be like, well, I don't know who that is. And then the person to my immediate right would be like, I don't like them. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. How does anything decide? It? <laughs> yeah. Because that's also the trouble. Uh, the more people on a commission, the harder it is to, to get to a, a 
a finite answer, you know? Yeah. It's, it's tough. It's weird, you know, because like the whole, you know, we've hit on this, I guess, at a number of different angles today, but like, you know, you you think of comedy being so like lighthearted and fun and yeah. free, and that's what you see on stage. Yeah, which it should be. Yeah. Um, but you don't always get to... Not everyone else gets to see the other side of the coin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's hard. I tell that to um, students who are... I, I did this again. I, I have sunscreen on my face oh, no. and I rubbed it into my eye. You and now my eye is dripping. You want me to spit on it? Please. <laughs> I have a drippy eye. I keep doing this all the I time. Hate when I have like a uh, little... You think you get all that sleepy crust out of your eye? Oh, I just leave it in. You do. <laughs> <laughs> I leave it in. I always tell you know I always tell students uh, who are like taking classes I'm yeah, like yeah, especially yeah. like kids I'm like man you don't see both sides of uh, the the coin that like you got to be able to be silly and yeah. have fun but you also have to be professional like yeah you know that's a hard thing to learn for people absolutely um, and it's hard to um, to kind of also realize that man there's like decisions in the comedy world that are hard for people to make and yeah. hard for your colleagues to make and hard for producers to make yeah. and it's like well they've got to be cool though the commission cool. only started because like sharna could only watch so many teams and the, the bigger io got the yes. less she could like really keep a hold of everything yeah because like you know say we want about sharna she's just getting older and like it got bigger and she's bad like i understand i'm horrible with names and faces i i feel bad constantly but like it, it's got to be harder for her. She's like things are growing, more teams, especially back in the day when like teams were cut within like six weeks. And the turnover of how yeah. many new faces there are. Yeah, yeah, it's a Tough. it's a big job. It is it's a big job. So I get I get the Carroll Commission was a needed thing. If you served on it. God bless you. It is. It was. Yeah, a tough, probably a, tough. a very thankless job too. Oh, hands down. Right. Hands because down. Because you are making those hard decisions. Mm-hmm. People either get nervous about you being able to make decision yeah. over them, or they're potentially upset about a decision. Well, do you they- remember for a period the commission? You couldn't know who was on it. <laughs> and then like I, I didn't. I didn't know that that was a strategic choice. I just figured I didn't. Oh, like, it was just on the DL. To me, it was a strategic. Yeah, yeah, stri- yeah. It's hard for me to say. A strategic, a strategic choice. A strategic choice. Who's that person in the back watching my show? Oh, what's going notes? on there? Oh, they're hooded. <laughs> hmm. But then when I like halfway through when I was on, they're like, "We're gonna tell everyone who's on it," and I was like, "Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I don't like that at all." Because uh, like, yeah, then people people also in the community view you in a different way. Yeah. And if you show up to a show, maybe it makes them more nervous or maybe it gives them the attitude of like, fuck them. It's like, it sucks. I mean, watch your dumb Harold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn, and yeah. it's real dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Do a sweep at it better. <laughs> Speaking of Harold, can we talk about your class that I helped you with the other day? Oh yeah. That went better than I had expected. So, um, I've done this twice now. Okay. I, uh, those kids for listeners. Adorable. I, uh, I've, been teaching some online classes for kids yeah. um and uh this was the second time i had chicago improvisers and well actually people from other parts of the world yeah, too yeah, yeah. I was um come and as more experienced performers come and perform with them yeah and these kids are just like it's it's cool to watch that mix because i think i think i've done it twice now and both yeah. times it worked out and i think it's cool for the kids because they get a chance to, you know, perform with people yeah. who are doing it for a while. Absolutely, yeah. And yeah. I think it's cool for the adults too, because it's like I get to like this is this is novel. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm watching these children yeah. improvise, and like th- in their point of view is probably not one that you're used yeah. to, and you might be surprised by like 
how well they can hold down a scene and all that stuff. And so I think it's been a real fun dynamic. I've done yeah. it two times and I want to continue I having a, guest performers come in. And I had a blast. Them. Those kids were great. And it is that it was like a different mindset of like, all right, not only are we on Zoom, which is also which is a, weird in of itself, an odd place to perform, but we have to like do kind of a long form thing. And it's like, okay, great. We have our, th- our three rules to get us through it. And I'm just going to, my, like my objective was like, I'm going to try to set up scenes where I can call people in. So like, it's not just like me and Jake Bradley doing stuff. Like the kids can come play too. Yeah. But yeah, it was fun. I had a good time. These kids have such a different perspective too, because yeah. like they're not, they're not seeing improv shows. Yeah. And they're not, and like, I'm specifically teaching children who've been doing, you know, improv and, and sketch comedy for some of them like multiple years, four or five years. Is that crazy? Some, some only a couple. Yeah. But um, most of them have n- never even seen a long form show. That's wild. And in this v- weird vacuum of yeah. online, <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is. Let me try to explain to you this stuff, this right? Abstract <laughs> thing that's even hard to grasp when you can watch it. Okay, but listen. But they're uh, but they are getting they're getting it. it. Yeah, they're yeah. getting it, and they like. They're um you know with with uh. Long form improv, the caveat of the the game or what's funny about it yeah. isn't spelled out for you like in short form. No, yeah. Short form, like there's a, a hoop you have to jump through, some some hard game, and, it, and it, that in and of itself is one of the aspects that makes it funny, right? Yes. Yeah. And when you're just doing long form, you have to find what's fun about you the scene make every the time. Hoop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that these these kids are so fun and brilliant, and they find the fun thing. Yeah. And they and they're and they. They feel when it goes bad, and it's 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 been really exciting because um, it's my first time teaching kids like that are in junior high sure. long form improv, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, watching you... them like it and like <laughs> kind of like be asking the right questions and being yeah. boggled by the right things, like trying to even explain like when you're calling back a scene that we've already seen before. Not only are you potentially calling a character back, yeah. you might be calling back a theme, yeah. a concept, a world move. That's great. And they're like, what? <laughs> but then like them slowly grasping that and like, <laughs> also some of these kids come in just so inherently funny. It's like, oh, sure. They're like just as funny as some adults or Do you remember when I saw you at Second City and I didn't realize like a parent was yelling at you? <laughs> Oh yes, <laughs> I do remember that. Oh yes, <laughs> I don't even remember what I did. I think I was I was walking out of some theater, yeah. and you were talking, and I just thought you were having a nice conversation. I got bum rushed by yeah. a, a mom. And I here's the thing: when you teach children, you're not just dealing with the children. Oh yeah, you're S- dealing with the parents, stage the parents, stage parents. Yes. I, when you told me eventually what happened, I was like, oh no. Because I don't remember, I came in and said something. I just did a quick bit and kept walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no idea. I was was just figuring out, too, that I was being (laughs) attacked. (laughs) It was like she came, like, rushing up to me after the show. Um, A parent didn't like um, how one singular improv show went for their kid. Yeah. And, um, you know, we know in the world of theater, there's, like, a, a correct way to... You know, be like, oh, you know, well, yeah, yeah they're going to learn from that or whatever. Yeah. But like, it was like life or death for her. <sighs> I was like, I'm sorry, your 
child didn't exceed your expectations. And here I come in. Hey, Johnny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's you know it's weird. Oh, I, I haven't. I've most parents that um of the the children I teach are awesome. And sure. Very sweet. Oh yeah, of course. But you stepped into like a very peculiar. When you told me that, I was like, oh no, because I was like worried. I'm like, oh god, am I gonna get Johnny in trouble? More so because this moron walked by. No. No. Duh, 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 no. Duh. no. <laughs> I um. <laughs> The people I work for have my back and are Good. lovely. And like when a, a, a parent is out of control, like we're usually all like, yeah, we got an out of control parent here. <laughs> we got an out of control parent. We oh, know, we know what's hit, going on. Hit the siren. We got one. <laughs> yeah. Bunker down. <laughs> Rob Grabowski. Johnny, are we done? Let's, let's, be- let's turn it off and keep talking and see what we <laughs> wanted to actually say. And nobody else will actually know. Per- what did you want to talk about the, your mouse story? <laughs> we don't have to we don't have to we won't. that's a spoiler yeah 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 we'll or save it surprise. for your podcast yeah. <laughs> thank you so much Rob for doing Thanks this, for doing this buddy. it's oh. good to kind of reconnect after yeah. not seeing each other for a while it's been nice it's always a pleasure buddy yeah. happily we, we can do this without mics if you want to uh, for sure yeah <laughs> friends <laughs> friends 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 alright everybody thanks for listening Bye. 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 Bye.